Um, hey guys, welcome back to the Girl Inside the Box podcast. Welcome to episode 12, I think. Um, so I <laughs> can't believe I'm like video recording this episode, but I think it's kind of iconic to who I am as a person to do it this way. Um, so I don't know if you can tell my voice is absolutely horrendous. Um, um, I have COVID currently, um, and so I will talk about that in a future episode, um, but with my schedule recording, um, this is not what we're talking about this week. So, um, this week I want to talk about going with the flow. So anybody who knows me knows that I am nonstop. I do not stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Mickey Mouse, you know? And that's just how I've always been as a person and how I've always been as, like, a student. Um, my adopted mom will tell me all the time, like, you know, Joe, can you put anything else on your plate? Can you fit anything else on your plate? Uh, maybe you should slow down. Maybe you should take a break. And it's like, I don't stop. Never have, never can, never will kind of thing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately I've had to um this past week but we'll get to that um in a future episode but for this um I kind of want to talk about what I've been going through um as you can tell we are in a different area um we are in our new office um in our new apartment which I will give more details about later and you can see our futon is already messed up from Luna laying on it um behind me is Austin's um for those of you watching the podcast um Austin's CRT with a bunch of like old um, Nintendo consoles and things like that are up. Um, you can see my makeup kit and you can see a lot of stuff. Um, the night that I'm recording this, August 31st, um, I'm going to be live streaming on the Girl Outside the Box Twitch. Um, I'm going to be live streaming some special effects makeup that I've been toying around with because there's one thing you have when you have COVID. And that's time. Um, and so yesterday and today have been the only days that I felt like doing anything. So we're going to do some stuff today and tomorrow or yesterday and today. Um, but a lot of things have happened since I last talked to you guys. Uh, the last time I talked to you all, I was house slash dog sitting for a friend. And, you know, I kind of did the no holds back and I stand by my statements. Um, still do. Never stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. All gas, no bricks. Um, but we've learned a lot of things since then. Um, I have, believe it or not, learned how to go with the flow. Um, and it's been something that's been really hard for me to do for the longest time. Um, just because growing up, I had to be structured. Uh, if there was no structure in the terms of, let me, let me rephrase that, there wasn't structure for me. I had to create my structure, uh, and that's how I kind of raised myself in that kind of sense of, like, I have to, it was a trauma response to everything I had going on. It was, like, I need to be at school. I need to be doing all these things in order to, like, basically, like, stay alive and <laughs> stay safe. Um, and so I've always um, been on red alert. I've been on red alert ever since I can remember, and it didn't help that my college career started mid-panoramic. Um, and so it's important to me that I now kind of take myself out of survival mode and I kind of go with the flow more. 
Um, and I think COVID has been one of the only things that has helped me go with the flow more. Um, because I could not help the fact that I got COVID. Um, I, I mean, I won't lie, like, it's not that I was, you know, you know, properly listening to protocols, um, you know, my university doesn't wear masks anymore, and so I haven't been, which is kind of my fault for being lax on it, um, but, you know, I haven't been, like, a hooligan or anything, um, but anyway, uh, I've learned a lot of things about my health, and that's kind of helped me to go more with the flow, um, for the past couple years, I've been told that I have you know, early onset degenerative disc disease, or I do have degenerative disc disease, and it's going to impact me for the rest of my life, and it's going to create barriers, and, you know, once I hit a certain age, I have to get surgery, and if that surgery doesn't work, I have to get another one, and honestly, some really frightening stuff to hear when you're just getting into your adulthood and out of your adolescence, um, and for a lot of it, I did hear it in my adolescence, and it's scary. You don't really think about things you could lose until things like that come up, and I know a lot of people say that, um, and it's just really hard to think that, you know, I could lose a lot of the mobility in my back. Um, I wouldn't be able to hold my kids one day. I wouldn't be able to carry things. I would have chronic pain for the rest of my life, and I've kind of had to say my piece and you know kind of cope and I've been doing that for two years I've been um for the last year and a half really kind of like laying in the bed that was not made by me kind of thing um I've just been kind of going with it and um in turn you know I had to quit marching band which was a huge letdown and not on my stent you know, like, there was nothing I could have done to stay there with knowing what I knew um, at the time. It was safer for me to stop. It was safer for me to quit. It was safer for me to leave. And I had to say my piece, and I had to be at peace with that. Um, and that's been one of the hardest things I've done. And I know that that sounds so materialistic, but for me, it was a family. Um... You know, in my last episode, I did talk about some grievances that I had with um, one of my instructors. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I hated the entire process or I hated the entire thing. I loved a lot of my time there and I loved the people that I met. And I'm best friends with two people that I met in that program. And it it was just a it was a family for me. And I'm, I'm still friend, I'm still friends with them and I'm still family and I still get invited to the parties and. That's not the point, though. It was the, like, <laughs> this sounds so weird to say, but, like, the unity of it. The, you know, the coming together to create a, a greater good kind of thing, um, which is what I really kind of strived for and what I really enjoyed the most about being there, um, which made it really hard for me to say goodbye. Uh, it didn't help that when we were moving, um... Because, like I said, Austin and I just moved. When we were moving, I I can now hear the drum line from my back door, or from my front door. Um, and that's been hard. So it's really been hard to hear 
you know, something that I know how to play or something that for two years I immersed myself in and, you know, really tried to be a better person. And that that program did teach me a lot of things that I am thankful for. Um, but I've just had to learn, you know, what what am I doing in that, that time now? You know, how could I be more productive in that time? Uh, and currently I'm sitting my ass at home with COVID, but during the week I'm usually working um, and I actually want to start incorporating, you know, doing the podcast more and doing special effects more and getting into my old hobbies that I kind of had to stop once I was in marching band because it took a lot of my time. Um, now, all that to say, I had to quit because of, like, what I knew about my back. <laughs> um, this episode's going to be everywhere because that's how my brain is right now, and that's fine. <coughs> ah. Um... I just recently went to the doctor. Um, I fought for about a year and a half to get an MRI. Um, and I finally got my MRI. I was able to finally get my results back from my MRI. And they found out that it is possibly not degenerative disc disease, which is absolutely amazing to hear that I don't have it yet. Um, not there. That's not to say that I won't get it in the future. Um, but it's really good to know that I don't have it now. Um, hopefully. We have to do a few more things. Um, but, 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 Oh my god, I'm going crazy. Um, I found out that I have a tear in one of my discs which is kind of like leaking the fluid out of my disc, um, which is not good. Um, it's a tear that happened. Uh, I don't really know how it happened. The way that the doctor told me, he was like, yeah, you just, you just got a tear in it. You just tore it. He was like, how the fuck do you just tear a disc? How do you tear something in your spine? I don't know. Um, but I also have some inflammation and some irritation on two of my vertebrae, um, which is around the disc that is torn and so it doesn't really help um which is probably why I'm having all that low back pain because it is one of my lower discs in my back so um I am on route I am scheduled to get an epidural um which is not just for pregnant women mind you I did not know that um I thought only pregnant women got epidurals I didn't know that anybody could get an epidural um so and I was kind of scared. I was like, how the hell are you going to just put an epidural in me? Do you know how long that needle is? Um, and I was assured it's a different needle than the ones that they show in the hospital because those ones are fucking scary. Um, I've seen, I've just seen like pictures or like videos, but like I shout out to all the people who can get epidurals when they give birth because I've never been in that situation and I'm scared. <laughs> um, but it it gives me hope, uh, which is really nice, because for the longest time, I kind of gave up hope that I would ever be able to do, like, high endurance things that I enjoy, um, I kind of gave up weightlifting, because I was scared that it would hurt my back, and for me, the risk is greater 
because I am so active in the theater community around my school. Um, I'm in, I participate in a lot of shows and in terms of like crew and I need to be able to move. And if I can't move because my back's messed up, I won't be of help, which is not good for, you know, my degree or not good for my classes. And so it's, and don't mind, like, don't, don't get it twisted. They do care about my health, but you know, if I'm out here just like willy nilly fucking up my back even more, you know, they're going to be like, Joanna, what the fuck? Um, Um, so that's been kind of fun to learn about, um, is kind of like adapting to those changes. Uh, I am well before COVID hit and I could do things. I was working on my co my, my core, my core a lot more. Um, I also have my kinesiology class this semester, which for those of you who don't know what kinesiology is. Quite literally just a college level gym class um so that's been kind of nice to be active in the morning um I also walk to my classes now which is really nice um it's about a 10 minute walk um or a 25 minute walk to get to my kinesiology class which isn't too bad it's about a mile and a half um which it, it's really nice it wasn't nice the first day because it was muggy and hot um but we did it um but I, um, Austin and I are just over the moon with how we can get to classes now. Uh, before it was really stressful for us because, you know, we would have to park our car across campus, then we'd have the bus to campus, and then we'd have to walk even farther across campus. Uh, but now we kind of just give ourselves a 10 to 15 minute buffer and we can just walk to class, um, which is such a sigh of relief and it's nice to know that if I have an hour break I can come home for 20 or 30 minutes and be with Luna or be with the cats or be with Austin and eat and it's it's been really nice and that's something that we didn't have before and I'm incredibly thankful that we've been able to relocate um and I'm settling into my new routine with work um even though COVID has kind of Fucked um, a lot of that up for the coming weeks, um, but it's fine. We'll get back on the grind. Um, I hope this nail file like doesn't work anywhere. Grass grow. My nails, if they get like the slightest little tear in them. They will break. Cool. It's not better, but it's not worse. Okay. So, you know, a lot of that's been difficult for me to deal with. Um, and with learning how to navigate those new challenges of what um, hurts me and what doesn't, I'm having to be a lot more cautious about it. Uh to kind of document because once I get the epidural, it's kind of like a guessing game to see how much pain it's going to take away um, and for how long the pain is going to be gone. And so, fixing my eyebrows because I can see them. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, so, it's been a process for sure. Um, 
and it doesn't help with COVID because I've had the body, I've had kind of like mild symptoms, or I would say a little bit more than mild symptoms. So, um, other things I've had to learn, um, is to be more proactive whenever I do things and to think more than just kind of jump in the gun. And, um, the more and more I kind of experience my life, um, as I'm trying not to be in the survival mode anymore, is I really, I'm like 98.5% sure I have undiagnosed ADHD. Um, and there's nothing wrong with having ADHD at all. Um, a lot of times it's harder to see in women, um, which is why it's a, a lot of the times it's undiagnosed in women for a long time. Um, and a lot of those things that I'm kind of like seeing and hearing about, I do all the fucking time. All the time. I do all the time. And one of those is if somebody's talking to me about a subject and I have something relevant in my head, I'll just splat it out and not even let them finish what they're saying. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm actively just trying to, like, contribute to the, like, thought process of what's going on. And oftentimes it makes people feel like I'm just, like, kind of shutting them down. And that's the last thing I want to do. Um, because I love to talk to people. I love to kind of just, you know, hang out with people. And I love to converse with people and just see, like, what makes their brain tick. And so it's been something that I've struggled with a little bit to try and feel comfortable with is thinking more. Um, I've started, like, taking notes when my friends talk, which kind of, it's it's really weird because it's like, do I look like an asshole because I'm writing notes when you're talking and it looks like I'm not paying attention to you or would you rather me cut you off? You know, like, that's something that I struggle with a lot and a lot of times I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I did not mean to cut you off like halfway through my spiel and I genuinely do not mean to cut you off. I genuinely don't. I... I'm just trying to like tell you like oh my gosh I completely understand I love this I love I love this conversation we're having here's my two cents and people are like tone it down so um you know last week or not last week um but the last time I talked uh to you guys which is probably about three weeks now um I talked about you know being undeniably myself and you know, uh, none of you fuckers sent me anything proving or talking about how cool you guys are. So that's kind of shitty. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, none of you wrote me hate mail, which is super cool. Um, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to get back into it. And we're in the office now that I can kind of have like a dedicated space. So I'm very excited for that. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I kind of wanted to talk about something. This is going to be a nightmare to edit. Um, I also wanted to talk about something that I've been seeing. So, this is kind of off topic for me, but learning to go with the flow. Um, I've also started doing that with my... Um, I've also done that with, like, my Spotify playlist. And... One thing I've noticed 
is how kind of fucked up some songs are, okay? That I used to scream in my in my car, in my parents' car, in my friends' cars. I used to scream this shit, okay? And one prime example of this is Honey, I'm Good by Andy Grammer, I think. Let me let me fact check. Let me fact check. <coughs> <coughs> I'll edit some of those out. Okay. Yeah, Andy Grammer. I don't know what I said. Okay. So, Honey, I'm Good is a song by Andy Grammer, who, I used to love the song when it came out. I can remember when it came out. I was, I lived with my biological mother, and we were in Kentucky for something, and this song came on my little, you know, iPod phone, I don't remember what I had, and I was, like, beating my little bop to it, okay? Like, it's one of those, like toe-stomping, clapping kind of songs, you know? And I was vibing, okay? And the meaning of the song, according to Wikipedia, which that's always a reliable source, is it revolves around the concept of monogamy and staying faithful in the relationship. Upon being asked the inspiration behind the song, Grammar stated, the song's about being honest and being like, yeah, you're smoking hot, but I got a lady at home who's incredible. First red flag for me. What? Huh? Huh? So, um, I'm just gonna read some of the lyrics, okay? Mm, can I just, can I just have lyrics? Okay. This is really a derail. But, you know, we're we're going with the flow, guys. Go with the flow. Okay. Okay, so the chorus is, Nah, nah, honey, I'm good. I could have another, but I probably shouldn't. I got somebody at home, and if I stay, I might not leave alone. What the fuck, Grammar? What the fuck? What are you doing, Grammar? You're talking about your hot wife, right? Then why are you saying... If you stay a little bit longer, you might not leave alone. So, I guess for me the red flag is... If you know your smoking hot wife is at home... Why would you say some shit like that? And maybe it's for, like, the chorus of the song, and everybody's like, Grammar, it's so good. And this song came out, like, years ago. But I was listening to this on my bus, and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this guy talking about? Anyway, that was just... You know, there's another one that I was always thinking about. Um, so, Grammar... I don't know if you win this round or if I win the round. Um, but another one I want to talk about is Miley Cyrus' See You Again. 
Okay. So the song See You Again is a song by Miley. Let me let me let me see what this what's this song mean. Let's see what Okay, well that didn't really help. So in this song, it's talking about, like, interactions Miley Cyrus is having with some friends, okay? And I just want to talk why it's toxic. Or why I think it's toxic. Maybe you guys are listening to this and you're like, Joanna, this is not what we came for. Um, but guys, may I remind you, we're going with the flow. So, one of the, is it the chorus? I think it is the chorus. It says, the last time I freaked out, I just kept looking down. I just stuttered when you asked me what I'm thinking about. I felt like I couldn't breathe, and you asked me what's wrong with me. My best friend Leslie said, oh, she's just being Miley. The next time we hang out, I will redeem myself. My heart, it can't rest till then. Oh, whoa, whoa. I can't wait to see you again. So, Miley's literally talking about having an anxiety attack, or at least to me. And one of her friends is like, she's freaking out, you know, she probably needs a hug. And her friend's like, Miley's just being that quirky girl, Miley. You know, like, what? She's talking shit about her friend? Leslie! Leslie, why are you talking shit? Leslie is being a bitch right now. And Miley's like, the next time we hang out, it's over. I'm gonna redeem myself. Why, Miley? She doesn't care about you. Leslie does not care. Leslie doesn't give a shit. Prove me wrong. Um, but yeah. So. <laughs> Another thing I want to talk about is. You know, I have, like, a list. You guys can't really tell. But, like, I have a list of things I would like to talk about each episode. And my little brainy brain is just kind of, like, waking out. Um, but I think I want to talk about a little bit more is I found out today. Um, I think Austin sent it to me, actually. No, he didn't. Uh, I found this article. And I just want to kind of touch base on it. So, we all know a Mr. Man by the name Shia LaBeouf. I, actually, if you don't, good. I hope you never learn about him past what I'm going to tell you. Um, but Shia LaBeouf is a, he's an actor. Um, he's known for, I think, a lot of, like, the Transformer movies. Um, but he's off his fucking rocker. Um, and he, there's a lot of drama concerning him in the movie um, Don't Worry Darling, um, which Olivia Wilde is directing. but. I found this article, and so Shia LaBeouf made like an um, an autobiograph autobiographical autobiographical an autobiography film. I can't speak. Um, called Honey Boy, and it was about you know his life and um his father beating him, and this article basically talks about Shia LaBeouf. Um, lied and falsified and fabricated a lot of the contents of uh that 
autobiographical film, Honey Boy. Um, and I was ta- I was talking about it with Austin, and you know that's one of the things that kind of pisses me off. And like, I don't know why he did it. I think it's really fucking stupid. Um, for people like me, and a lot of people who are too scared to talk about, you know, what was done to them as a child, that doesn't help. Um, it was, from what I heard, really, like, accredited and very, like, it was an exciting project for them to work on because it was going to be, like, a liberating project and really good for LaBeouf to, you know, free himself, and then he fucking lied. Um, and I don't think that's okay. I don't. Um, I think it really sucks for the little people, and I say little in terms of, like, I don't really have, like, a following, I don't really have, like, a a fan base, like, it's like, I don't have a following like he does, you know? I don't have, like, these cult followings, which I don't know why you would be following Shia LaBeouf anymore, but anyway, it just, it really hurts, (coughs) it really hurts when it's, like, I've worked hard to feel comfortable exposing and talking about parts of my life that were really difficult for me. And I know that there are a lot of people who I've talked to and who have reached out to me that don't feel comfortable. And this podcast and other podcasts or stories that I've talked about has helped them. And that's amazing that those people feel like that. But it's projects like that, people like that, who really kind of like rub salt in our wounds. And it's not okay. It, It isn't. And I stand by that. I stand by the statement of don't lie about shit to get views. Don't lie to um, be cool. Um, I think it's really important for people who have um, fallen victim. I don't even know if that's the right word to use. Um, Who have been a victim of sexual assault, domestic violence, childhood abuse, childhood trauma, um, any kind of abuse, any kind of trauma, any kind of assault, um, to have a big name like that, who's already kind of proven that he's fucking crazy, um, kind of, like, hogwash our name in a kind of sense, like, and maybe nobody cares but me, but I care, because that's a big deal. Um, that's a big deal to me, because it's, it took me 12 years to finally feel comfortable coming forward and feeling like I could talk about what I went through as a kid, and I will never stop advocating for those people, and I will never stop talking about what happened to me until I fucking take my last breath, because... It's very, it's still almost, I don't want to say taboo, but it's how it feels sometimes. Because it's like, you know, these people who have sex and create you and nurture you in the womb. And then all of a sudden, seven to ten years after the womb, sometimes not even that far in. It's like, you are the worst thing that happened to them. Or one day you're being 
hit and another day you're being praised and then it's like it's a lot of like a lot of stuff that deals with your psyche and a lot of stuff that really damaged me and there's a lot of stuff that I still have to unlearn to this day because of my fucking parents and so a big a big star like that if you can even call Shia LaBeouf that anymore to do that really is hurtful um and somebody could see this and totally think the opposite but it it just it's really I was really baffled to hear that because it's like why would you do that it's not a good look for you it's not a good look for anybody and if anything it just helps the like fear that a lot of people have to not talk about this kind of stuff and to keep it under wraps and you shouldn't if you are being hurt at home if you are being hurt by your partner by your parents by a teacher by you know friends quotes you need you it is hard but you deserve to be validated and you deserve to be in a safe space and so i just it really hurt i was like damn like you know we have to fight for a lot of stuff to be heard and there's been a lot of times where i say things and people are like there's no way that happened to you it did it did it did happen to me and i'm doing what i can to get out of it and i did what i had to do and i survived there's been a lot of people who haven't been as lucky as me to get out to thrive and to be able to talk about their life experiences now so i have a, a one word for Mr. shia labeouf fuck you for one um, i could say more but i don't know if i can get sued so i just won't but at the end of the day if you're listening to this i hope that you understand and I hope that you know that anything that you've gone through is validated and you deserve to be able to talk about it. Um, and I hope that you can find the help that you need to talk about it. I hope that if it's through a therapist, a trusted adult or friend, um, your elementary school teacher, your middle school teacher, anybody who you're close with, um, you know, if you are able to rebuild, um, you know, relationships with, you know, your biological parents or your aunts, your uncles you know, whoever you feel safe with, I hope that you're able to talk about those things because that thing is very important. And so, you know, this is this has been a ride, guys. I have not lived with my biological parents. I've not lived with my biological mother in almost three years. Or no, almost four years. I have not lived or I've not spoken to my biological mother in almost two years. I've not spoken to my biological father in almost seven months. It's a process. It is hard. It is a grueling process that makes you feel like you are in the wrong and you're not. It is something that you have to dig yourself out of and you have to get out of the mindset of, but they're my parents. They're my uncle. They're my sister they're my sister's brother they're whoever no if they hurt you they hurt you and they are abusers they are the people who hurt you and that's not okay please know that please know please know that you are 
loved and you are needed and you are safe. But you're not safe with the people who hurt you. Unless they actually apologize and unless they actually change, you are not safe. And I hope that if you're listening to this and if you ever felt unsafe, um, you know, I hope that you know I'm here. And my DMs are open and, um, you know, like I said, I'm streaming tonight. You guys won't know that until I post it. Maybe I'll post it today. I don't know. Um, but yeah, please know that I'm always available. Um, the socials will be in the links of the Spotify and the YouTube and the Apple Music or Apple Podcast. Um, our socials, uh, will be in the links as well. Please, you know, help yourself. Because if you can't help yourself, you can't help others. Um, I don't believe in, like, if you can't love yourself, then you can't love others. Um, but I definitely think you need to be able to, like, ex- be able to accept help. Um, which was really hard for me to do as well. Um, so just take care of yourselves. Just know that you're loved and you're wanted. Oh my god, shut up, Adobe. Um, I know this episode was weird. I'm hoping that the next episode will be more, like, put together. Um, I've just been really sick and I've had a lot of stuff on my brain. So I'm just wanting to get it out. But with that being said, I just want you all to know that I'm very thankful that you guys have been around for 12 episodes and we... I missed it because, but the one year anniversary of Grill Outside the Box was, um, I think it was July 25th, so we are just over a year of Grill Outside the Box, and it's been a crazy one, and I can't wait for the next couple years, so thank you guys so much for hanging out with me, and I just want to remind you guys, I'm not Jack in the Box, I'm just a Grill Outside the Box. See you guys later. Bye.